We're continuing today to talk about heaven, talk about what we see in Revelation. And so, to start off, just a quick question. When you think about heaven, what comes to mind? Do you envision clouds and angels that look like winged and rotund babies with harps? Streets of gold, many mansions. And what about the people? Are there people with bodies in heaven or is it full only of souls? The truth is, is that we are often stuck with a smattering of scriptural images on one hand and whatever is captioned our attention from late night TV depictions of heaven or even a Nicholas Sparks book on the other. The writers of the Bible show us a few different aspects that are quite different from the version we find in our favorite Hallmark movie. Heaven is a tricky thing. It's a place where the Holy Trinity dwells, a place given us through the salvation offered to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Heaven and salvation are intertwined, and yet to tease these two apart may help us to be clear about both. So, in my youth, I never thought much about heaven. Why would I? For young people, the road in front of them seems absolutely endless. Heaven was for other people in a much different stage of life. But then we mature as Christians. Hopefully we come to have a well-balanced view of the Lord and His role in our own lives. I came to understand my daily need for the Lord rather than just at the end, a, a vehicle to help me get into heaven. It came about that Jesus worked his salvation into me from moment to moment, and I began to draw strength from that mysterious living water we read about in the scriptures. Salvation became something quite different from this vehicle into heaven. I was being saved in the here and now, the moment to moment. I began to draw strength from that, that presence of God in my life. Salvation became something different. I was drawing strength from that old Episcopal saying, the Lord has saved me, he is saving me, and will save me. And there's great power and hope in this. In youth, death is a personage whose shadow one crosses very infrequently, and yet eventually we achieve an age where the knife cuts a little deeper and a little harder. We lose family members, pets, and then friends our own age. At some point, death becomes all too well known. Today, in this time of my life, I have a much greater sense that my time on this earth is limited. 
I've given much more thought to life as being scribed with a boundary that I cannot hurdle, no matter how high I jump. And this is how I eventually came to the realization that I needed to be saved daily so that I could be saved when I finally crossed the veil. Salvation and heaven finally became untied and distinct for me. So the scriptures support this idea that there is a place to go after our time is finished on this earth. It seems a temporary place, closer to God than certainly we are here in this chapel. A place where souls are gathered for refreshment to live and move until Jesus comes the second time. And so here we are, the first verse of Revelation that we heard just a few moments ago. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And so right away we know that the heavens and the earth are not destroyed at Jesus' second coming, that we nor our loved ones are left out of this great renewal. All had their place in the economy of God and all will have their place with God forever. All of the old resentments and our attempts will fall away and in their place, the gospeler sees something marvelous. The holy city descends from that place of refreshment to settle right back on the face of the earth. A recapitulation of the Garden of Eden, nothing destroyed, just new purpose recreated from old paradigms. And I hope at home you have a translation of the Bible that indicates the different genres of scripture because mere sentences on a page could not convey the power of the Almighty in this moment when this city of God descends, when all things are renewed. Poetry is what we see here. The sheer power of imagination transported by the strength of verse was used to direct our hearts towards this vision of God's city descending. Our city. The city where God will once again be with his people. Be with all things that he created. where all tears will be blotted, where every good thing we have tried to undertake on this side of the veil will be actually realized on the other. And we will all be at peace, resting, finally, in God, in this city. And as you read these passages, you'll notice that there is nothing to fear here. Neither the passing of old friends nor our own crossing of that far Jordan. I believe that when our time comes, our eyes will close and they will reopen almost immediately and we will behold 
the face of our Savior. You see, this is the gift of salvation. This is the vision of heaven. Nothing but fulfillment with the one who made us and who knows each one of us by name. This is salvation. This is heaven. And this is our birthright as a people of God. 